welcome to Forgive and Forget. I'm Vic. Today I'm taking a closer look at a couple of expressions. One is specific to caregiving. The other was given because of something that happened outside caregiving, yet can benefit caregiving. Takes a lot more faith, but as usual, my focus in Forgive and Forget is helping us see that everything we learn, everything we learn in caregiving, traverses exceptionally well into our lives outside caregiving. Both expressions at first infuriated me. I could not see their wisdom at all. The one expression that I am going to share in this podcast landed in my lap in a support group right at the height of the worst era of caring for mom. Uh, I about jumped out of my chair and throttled her. (laughs) Uh, The response I had to the second expression, which landed in my lap about five months ago, wasn't much better. Matter of fact, it was prefaced with, quote, you are ready for hearing this, Vic. (laughs) Doesn't that just make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and salute? I froze up, and when I heard the expression, there was dead silence on the phone, and I think I started crying. So why am I inflicting on you these expressions? Well, because eventually I did understand their wisdom. Even though they sound like a horrible riddle, they both wound up not only true, but have served me well and continue to serve me well. Difficult as they are. The last reason I decided to take a leap of faith with this audience, with this intelligent audience, is these expressions, once heard, they stayed in the back of my mind, bubbling up at different times. They remained on low, simmering for a very, very, very long time. I have found that when things like this happen, They stick for a reason, and that reason is usually a lesson I need along my journey in life and journey in caregiving. Okay, so are you ready for this? Let's get started. This first phrase is a caregiving phrase. It was coined by a caregiver. You ready? Okay. Quote, The worse it gets, the easier it becomes, meaning the worse our loved one's dementia gets, the easier our lives become. I know, I know, I can hear it, I can feel the anger, I can feel the energy start to boil, and see everyone's facial expression turn as though somebody just passed gas. I was a little less than two years into caring for mom when I heard this expression. I was in devastating grief, confusion, shock. I was unhappy, exhausted. My life had taken a back seat. Actually, it got on another bus and drove in the opposite direction. And that was just the emotional side of this new life. The logistics side was pretty awful. Mom was still driving and getting lost. She would keep a calendar, but forget to look at it. Appointments were forgotten, missed, which we had to pay for. She wasn't paying bills. Utilities were turned off. 
Garbage day came and went. I could smell dinner had burned the night before. You all know what it's like to be on the back end of this. The cleanup, the management, the supervision is not easy. And my world at that time was a train wreck. So no, this phrase, the worse it gets, the easier it becomes, was not true for me at that time. Not at that time. It was a few years later that this expression bubbled up again. By then, I had learned a few things. I was overall better equipped emotionally and practically. Later than that, I began to separate and break away from the turmoil and began picking up fragments of my life that were scattered all over the battlefield. More and more, I realized through the years, oh, this is what that expression means. Now, some people thought and even said, of course, things have gotten easier since your mom is in memory care, uh, or even eight years ago when I moved her into assisted living. Well, no, they didn't. And this is an assumption, a myth, really, that a lot of people make. I heard, you must feel so much better now that your mom is in assisted living, or your life must be so much easier now. Don't you just love people's assumption in the caregiving arena (laughs) that have never been a caregiver? My standard answer became, no, actually, my life hasn't calmed down. The pressure and stress haven't magically vanished just because she's not living at home. They've improved, yes, on the level that I don't have to worry as much about her safety, but I'm nowhere near off the hook. The ball is still bouncing, folks. And I could see that that expression resonated, sort of. We caregivers sometimes make assumptions about another caregiver's situation. But that isn't fair, not for caregivers who understand caregiving. This is why I eternally suggest never to compare caregiving circumstances or compare caregivers. I also add that no two persons with dementia or their paths are ever exactly the same. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but no two are exactly, exactly the same. This would be like me assuming someone's caregiving journey that lasted four years was a whole lot easier than mine since I'm going on year 14. I don't know that. Their four years could easily have been seven times more intense than my 14 years combined. What we can say with certainty is that neither circumstance is right or wrong, neither is good or bad, neither is lucky or unlucky. With all the different situations and circumstances we caregivers bump up against, what if we were to consider that our caring for our loved one is tailored for us individually, tailored for our life, our growth, if we choose to look at it this way. That little bit of experience, that little bit of growth, bit by bit, adds up to who we are at the end of the day, or the month, or year, and ultimately a lifetime. There is a reason for the cliche, we are the sum of our experiences. It doesn't say we're the sum of our neighbor's experience or our best friend's experience or our sibling's experience. No, it says 
some of our experiences. And I truly believe that what is going on behind the velvet curtain at Oz is our experiences are meant for us. How am I aware of this? Well, ever have a discussion with a good friend and you realize you have in common a lesson learned, but you got there taking entirely different roads? This is what makes good conversation. Say the lesson I needed to learn is how not to take things personally, which, believe me, is true. I think the world revolves around me, so (laughs) I take everything personally. But let's compare my road with Mark. Remember Mark and Darlene from the last two podcasts? Mark thought it was him. He thought he was doing something or not doing something that made Darlene gamble away their mortgage and their health insurance money. Once he focused on the fact that she proudly refused to change that bad habit and protest that she was never going to change, uh, what was the phrase? I'm never going to change. I've been this way my entire life. It's who I am, and it's just the way it is. Remember that? Mark took the sum of all that personally until he didn't, until he realized this is her addiction. This is her narcissistic attitude. This doesn't have anything to do with me. So this is one lesson how Mark learned not to take anything personally. If I were given this circumstance that Mark went through, I'm not so sure I would have handled it as gracefully. But I wasn't given this set of circumstances. Mark was. The circumstances we get unfold in a way that makes sense to us. Not our neighbor or friend, but us. Now, I, on the other hand, was given several experiences to teach me how to not take things personally. Uh, In the same podcast with Mark and Darlene, I talked about an alcoholic marriage That's a heck of a way to learn not to take anything personally. Not saying I was an angel always takes two, but I can't take responsibility for uh, his dishonesty or the amount that he drank. Finally learn not to take that personally. Another example, this was a tough one for me, my first marriage. Wow, nothing like airing smelly laundry, huh? But that ended in him having an affair, running off and actually marrying someone worth hundreds of millions (laughs) of bucks. (laughs) I laugh about it now. Uh, But, uh, and not that I wasn't culpable in this failure, but man, (laughs) having an affair, running off with that kind of money, you think I couldn't take that personally? Of course I did, thousand percent. But his affair and how he handled that is on him. Those were his dishonest choices. Why should I take that personally? To really bring the lesson home with bells and whistles of not taking things personally was caring for mom with Alzheimer's. How nuts is it to take personally a behavior mom has no control over, much less isn't even aware of, Want to know why I took personally her getting lost or burning peas on the stove and almost setting the house ablaze? My form of taking it personally was, I didn't think ahead the consequences of leaving her the keys or knowing better that she can't even use the oven or the stove anymore. 
never mind the 57 other plates I had spinning, yet expected myself to remember something as blatantly obvious as those things. Ever been in that position? Gotten upset at yourself because you didn't think of something ahead of time? Ever felt that in caregiving? My point is, both Mark and I were given different conditions, different roads that ultimately led us to and taught us how not to take things personally. Different experiences, tailored in language we could understand and handle. (laughs) I think if we switched circumstances, I would have shot Darlene and Mark would have given both marriages the boot a lot sooner than I did. But hey, that's why we're given what we're given. Okay, I didn't get off the wagon trail here, I promise, because there's much ado about the latter portion of this expression, the worse it gets, the easier it becomes. Things do get easier as we learn. Can you say we learn skills week to week? Sure. If you've been caring for your loved one for six months or a year, can you say you know more now than you did a year ago? Yes. Yes, you can. It's just very hard to measure because we're so frazzled. At the same time, is our loved one's dementia declining as time passes? Yes. Unfortunately, it is. The more meaningful meaning of this expression, though, really comes from the era later in our journey with our loved one, when they have declined so much that what is required from us is far less than it used to be. My mother's life is so much simpler now than it even was a year ago. My part in her care has become less complicated. It has become easier for me. Her dementia is at a point where less is required of me. Actually, I don't like that word required, needed, needed from me. Give this expression a chance. Let it marinate, let it simmer on low, see if it bubbles up. And if it does, then it's meant to bubble back up. It also means there is worth and value in it. Phrases like the worse it gets, the easier it becomes are just tools given to help us either instantly or later. I hope I dug around and underneath this one enough to expose its wisdom and truth. The wisdom of this phrase is accredited by many, many caregivers, not just me. It's a phrase that implies our circumstances are tailored For us to learn a lesson only we understand, with language we understand. So pay attention. Ask yourself, why am I given this particular situation? There's an anonymous quote in the Forgive and Forget website that says, when you replace why this is happening to me with what is this trying to teach me, everything shifts. Well, believe it or not, this is a heck of a setup for what's up next. The second expression given to me about five months ago. It's even more of a challenge than this one. Yippee. (laughs) Even if you are not in a place to appreciate today's riddle of a phrase, like I wasn't when I first heard it, I hope there were other things you found useful. 
Take care of yourselves. Close your eyes and breathe for six seconds, and I will walk with you again soon. Bye-bye.